Get $250 when you switch to a Royal Credit Union checking account. When I go to Royal, I feel very connected there. See details and open your account by November 15th at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me more than a wild defeat. Happy Halloween, Buttes. We talk about some spooky recent play from your Minnesota Wild while also giving a treat to Marco Rossi and Pat Maroon. Plus, are we going to make a trade here? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Jim Beam, Grain Belt, Livia, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 5, Episode 201. It's not hockey season until you've got your official Soda Stick merch. Some of the best hockey in Minnesota sports designs in town with a knack for custom garb too, SodaStick.com is an automatic go-to for all sports apparel. Don't forget to add Bar Down Beauties at checkout for 15% off. That's SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? Fart on Beauties, episode 201. I'm Jesse Pierce, or Miss Magical Unicorn, for those watching on YouTube, because it is Halloween, one of my very favorite holidays. She's Kirsten Kroll, just rocking out being Taylor Swift of some sort, I imagine. Even even if you're not trying, you could just always be like a Taylor Swift vibe, I think. Well, thank you. That is honestly yeah. the highest form of flattery. Mm -hmm. um, I like to tell people I'm myself, which is scary enough for everybody, so... <laughs> Yeah, my life plan, terrifying, let me tell you what. Uh, but hopefully everyone's going to have a great Halloween, get that candy, get the goods. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, you're asking the wrong person because I don't like candy. I'm not but, a big candy person either, I yeah, got you. I just, I don't know, I'm not a big candy person, but, you know, I do sometimes, like, cherry, anything cherry-flavored. So, like, Airhead okay. cherries, cherry Jolly Ranchers, a cherry sucker. Like, usually I'm like, okay, I can do that. All right, that's I'm like a nerd. So like I used to love the, some love some nerds. Just dump a box in my mouth. You know what I mean? That was oh, always yeah. kind of good. Otherwise, yeah, I'm not big. The big unpopular opinion, which I started this on Twitter last year, I might bring it back. I don't like Reese's cups, and I would prefer a Mounds bar or an Almond Joy. That's that just is me. kind of a very hot take. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not a big peanut butter person. Like I don't know. It's weird. That's just wrong. You don't like peanut butter. That's I mean, I criminal. like peanut butter to an extent, but sometimes it's just too. Like Reese's cup is too much peanut butter for me. It's just too much. I like and a balance. No such of thing as too much peanut butter. There's, there's such thing as too much peanut butter. Uh, but speaking of spooky and scary and downright terrifying, your Minnesota Wild suck. Uh, that is terrifying enough for all of us, Kirsten. They go uh, on this road trip and do terribly, lose all three games, one in overtime, so they did sneak away a point, courtesy of an OT against the Washington Capitals. Um, but all in all, seeing a lot of bad. Yes, there is injuries to, to point to, and, and yes, you're without Freddie Goudreau, Matt Boldy, Jared Spurgeon, Alex Goligoski. It's, it's not enough. Ryan Hartman looks great. We'll get into that more later. Marco Rossi looks fantastic. We'll get into that more later in our second segment. But let's talk about the really bad, right? Like the really, really bad. 
And let's start with special teams, the penalty kill. Mm -hmm. Especially atrocious last night against the New Jersey Devils. Again, I don't want to harp necessarily on the games, but this is a trend that we're seeing. The penalty kill, terrible. What do you do? I mean, power play is finally starting to click, but the penalty killing has to get fixed immediately. No, I agree with you. (laughs) I'm, you know, we talk so much about how we could coach and, and this is where I'm probably like, I would make the worst coach because I have no idea what to do. Like, I have no idea how you fix what's happening besides just changing up the units. But even yeah. then, without players, for lack of a better word, like who have the skill set to do it or just have been producing, I don't know how, I don't know what you do. I really, I'm at a, kind of a loss at this point. I mean, I think that is the problem. The players just aren't skilled enough at this point and we're absolutely seeing that i mean it's it's just bad currently the minnesota wild let me scroll on down here 31st in the league with a 67.9 percent penalty kill success rate uh power play again as i mentioned a little bit better 22nd 13.9 percent uh but just in general it's the units are not working i don't have any confidence in that um i i don't know what you do get without getting different players right Mm -hmm. like that's the only thing to do do you see we had talked about this at the beginning of the year and right now the minnesota wild are trending very much like last year's minnesota wild the team that really struggled out the gates and while it seemed optimistic with a first shutout victory of florida panthers in game one it's kind of been bad ever since Mm -hmm. do you think with that being said the minnesota wild go and try to do something come this month of November to shake things up in the locker room for the Lions. Again, knowing that they can't really do a whole lot, but do you, if you're Bill Guerin, are we, are we trying to make a move to better this team now instead of waiting for trade deadline? If there's one thing we know about Bill Guerin, he's always scheming. Like he is not one, like he'll play coy and he'll be like, yeah, you know, we're just sitting back. Like we're just, you know, seeing how things go. He's never just sitting back. He's never not doing something like he's always scheming and he's just always got something up his sleeve. So like, I don't trust him, but like in the best way, because like whatever he's doing usually has worked out. Um, I do see them doing something in the month Mm -hmm. of November. If they keep trending this way, much like last season in November, like you mentioned, Jesse, like very similar start this year. So I think too, like things have been really bad. I'm not ready to sound the alarm being like, oh my gosh, we need to blow everything up. Like I think if the past has taught us one thing, it's like, don't overreact this early in the season. But yeah, it's been really bad. Um, But yeah, no, I do. I do see something happening. I don't know what. I mean, there are defensemen that I think you could move. There are maybe a forward or two, but I don't know what you get in return for any mm-hmm. of these players that are forefront of my mind, the John Merrills or the Kalen Addisons. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what you're going to be able to get into return in return for any of that, right? Minnesota Wild are reassigning Damon Hunt. They are off these next two days. That obviously points to maybe Matt Boldy, Freddie Gaudreau doing a little bit better, so we'll have to find out about that. Um, I do want to also talk about... The forwards. I, we're, we're very harsh on our defensemen, and that's, you know, for good reason. Kirill Kaprizov, <laughs> through nine games, has nine points, which is good. Two goals, seven assists. He is a minus six currently uh, on the team. He's fourth on the team in scoring. I'm not loving what I'm seeing out of Kirill. It's funny because we mm-hmm. talked to him, made so much hype about Kirill entering the season with that dog in him, right? He seemed extra hungry, and, and I'm sure he is, but he's invisible 
a lot of games. Mm-hmm. How concerning is that? Again, like you said, it's it's still very early to be sounding any sort of alarms. And Kirill Kaprizov, we all know what he's capable of. But that's something that I've noticed, or not noticed, rather, is that Kirill mm-hmm. isn't as noticeable as I need him to be. Well, definitely. I mean, he's your star player. Like, he is the guy on your team. You need to be doing things. And we talked about this at our live show. I mean, you look at who has started the season, like, just kind of where, like, the superstars around the league currently are at. Like, Austin Matthews, uh, I think two, three games into the season, six goals already, two back-to-back hat tricks. Like, Brock Besser, four goals, like, two games into the season. So you just take a look at some of the superstars and if you're going to put Kirill in the category of being a superstar, we need to be seeing more than what mm-hmm. we have been. Like, And you can only kind of, I don't want to say use the excuse that teams know he's your star and are like double teaming him, whatnot. You can only use that so often. You got to find a way eventually to work around that. And I don't know. It just, it's been quiet. I, again, am being a little more cautious with my criticism but I think you know at the end of this week with the two home games we have coming up if we don't see more then I think it's time to really start raising some eyebrows I mean and it's to be noted obviously teams are focusing on him right they're aware of him on the ice and that comes with being in the league now for a couple years Um, I mean but his shooting percentage 5.4 percent 37 shots on net um, in general throughout the season so far so I mean he's he's trying he's just not picking the right shots, I don't think. And I think there's still a little bit more that we can get from him. I mean, I think it might be going back to that very physical style of his play, which is so fantastic when he brings both the physicality and the skill mm-hmm. and, and that, and it'll eventually come together. Now, again, this isn't us calling for Kirill's head because I know he no. listens to these things because I still <laughs> go back to what was that last year when he was like, yeah, all you hated me because I wasn't scoring. And it's not, it's literally for me, it's less of the scoring, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. It's just more of, He's just not there. I feel like yeah. that's really what it is. Like, I just, there's something missing. That's all. Absolutely. And I remember even last week, the last home game that we had, just like watching the game and just seeing Kirill like handle the puck and just skate around all of the defense. And I was mm-hmm. just amazed. I was like, he's so good at that. But I was, I don't know. It's just, he hasn't been, like you've said, he's just kind of been quiet. It's been know. quiet. It's been quiet. Luckily, Ryan Hartman has not been quiet. Do we need to call for like all those that came for Ryan Hartman and were like, oh, what a terrible deal for his contracts? I don't think either of you were like, either of us were very upset about it. But Ryan Hartman currently mm-hmm. six goals, nine points, a plus one um, on the season, looking pretty solid, looking every bit of the deal, Ryan Hartman, that they had a couple seasons back. Do you think that he continues to keep this going throughout the year? I think it would be hard for the type of player Ryan Hartman is, or at least what we've known him to be previously, to expect him to continue the trajectory he has been, because he's been fantastic. He's been one of the top two best players on the wild so far this season, I would say. And... I continue to see him at least early on at this pace, but I just think it would be so hard to expect him to do throughout the year. But he's Mm -hmm. definitely, I mean, any criticism that was had for him up to this point with his contract, like he currently is earning every single dollar of that. And it's been so fun to watch. And I'm not even going to lie, a little bit unexpected. I don't know if anyone really saw him doing the things he's doing right now. No, I would agree. Like I'm, I'm a little surprised, but it's almost, I think Hartman, 
plays with that chip on his shoulder real well. Mm-hmm. Like he heard the criticisms, right? He is a petty MRFer, if you if I We've can say said so. That historically, yeah. Ryan Hartman keeps the receipts. <laughs> he loves it. And so. he will come back, he will circle around months later with the receipt and like tweet it right back at you. I love that about him. Love that for Ryan Hartman. Love the season he's having. And again, it helps pick up the slack of Kirill. I know you never thought that, oh, Ryan Hartman's going to be the one to really step in when Kirill is a little bit quiet. And he certainly has done just that. It's tremendous to see uh, Marcus Foligno starting to come awake a little bit as well, both physically and then in the skills department. How do you think uh, Moose's season has gotten off to so far? Another contract extended and signed at a questionably high price. Yeah. Um, you know, it puts me in a weird spot because I love Moose. We all know that. I, you know, last season I was like, he's not going anywhere. Like he's staying with the wild and he sure enough did, um, you know, to start the season. It was a little, I was like, this is going to be a long year <laughs> if Felino keeps playing the way he has been. But recently, especially, I think even more so it's, probably just the chemistry he's built with the line that he's been playing with right and it's yeah i've just he's really picked it up and i've been happy with what i've been seeing and i just really hope it continues and one more shout out pat maroon the big rig i think we both knew heading into this year he was gonna bring more offensive skill than ryan reeves had right revo we kind of knew the role that he was playing maroon was gonna play a little bit of that role but i had some confidence in his ability to put the puck in the net. And he has done just that. Uh, some timely goals as well. Never thought I would enjoy watching him play up like he is, right? We kind of pictured mm-hmm. him with Duhame and Dewar down there. Uh, but in the absence, again, of Freddie Gaudreau and Matt Boldy, he's been doing some fun things. He's been a, a fun player, a surpri- another surprising player to watch this season. He definitely has. And it- I don't want to say like a little bit of a wild card, but like you said, I don't know if yeah. anyone really expected him doing much outside of that fourth line. Um, but yeah, I know even last week's episode, you're like, Pat Maroon, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got seven points, I think, six assists and a goal. Like, all right, Pat Maroon, let's go. Let's. Maybe he's been the dark horse all along. He has been the dark. He's, you know, maybe it's about the friends we make along the way. Isn't that a saying? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good saying, right? It is. is. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about some more good. We're trending upward, right? We, we covered the bad. Let's talk a little bit about some good things. And I will make a formal apology to Marco Rossi. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. Jesse Pierce here with Bardown Beauties and NHL.com. Hockey is back, and I am so grateful that Livia Weight Control Centers has helped me look and feel my best for my busiest time of year. From early morning skates to late night shootouts, Livia has not only helped me drop more than 30 pounds and 19 inches, but has given me back the energy I need for a long hockey season. Plus, sign up today and take advantage of three months absolutely free. What are you waiting for? Light the lamp and call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. Score on your weight loss goals today. We're back. Want to bring the tone down just a little bit, just very briefly, uh, to extend our sincere condolences and hearts and vibes to Adam Johnson and his family, all that knew him. uh, A freak accident, as they are calling it, in his game with the Nottingham over in England uh, this past weekend. Hibby native, UMD Bulldog, uh, former NHL player, just heartbreaking, heartbreaking news as he tragically passed away uh, while playing this game that we all know and love. 
Um, big, big hearts up to him and his family and friends and, and everyone. Sounds like he was an absolutely remarkable guy. Kirsten, did you ever meet him? I know that was probably around the time that you were doing college hockey stuff for St. Cloud mm-hmm. a little bit, so I didn't know if your paths ever crossed. Mine never had. Yeah, no, I never personally knew him, but, I mean, there was a lot of ties just – St. Cloud, like, for example, like St. Cloud State, UMD, I know a lot of people within the St. Cloud State program had known him, like, had coached Brett Larson when he coached at UMD. So um, definitely feels heavy this week, especially just it hits closer to home because so many people knew and loved him here. And like you said, just kind of a freak accident and you just it makes you have all that much more respect for everyone hitting the ice because unfortunately like stuff like this does happen sometimes Mm -hmm. hopefully less and less but you just never know what could happen and just yeah condolences to the family and everyone who knew and loved him yeah no definitely sad sad news and uh shout out to mike russo who put together some really nice athletic pieces um over the weekend honoring his memory and speaking to those who knew him so i urge you guys to go check that out and uh, sign up for their meal train if you happen to be in the Hibbing area to help support his family through this difficult time. But uh, just wanted to make sure we did that for for him and his family. Um, Let's switch back to Minnesota Wild. I think I uh, need to make a formal apology to Marco Rossi. I called it tough love last weekend, which is true. It was tough love. I wanted more from him. You don't go hard on a player that you don't think has it in him. And that was me, Kirsten. That was me thinking Marco Rossi had it in him. And he certainly has. He has been absolutely fantastic to watch through these nine games. He was really, really good through the opening, like, three and four. And he's kind of quieted down, come back down to earth, but he kind of pops in and out. And he's been very mm-hmm. noticeable, very important, uh, again, through nine games. Four points, a even as far as the plus minus goes. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Do you think that, again, similar to how we talked about Felino, does he continue? Hartman, is Marco Rossi going to keep this up? And are we going to see Marco Rossi with a top line at some point, maybe even this week, considering it's a tough schedule, but also why the hell not, Dean? Give it to us. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I've been an advocate for it. I was like, throw him up there. Why not? Like, he... I think this season is the season to really throw things at the wall and change it up and see what we've really got, especially when you take Marco Rossi into consideration. He was a guy coming into this season where, like, he needs to really show up and show out and needs to be given a fair chance right away to see if he is going to be the center that Bill Guerin thought he was when he drafted him and then continue to try to give him the opportunity. I've been so impressed. I've loved Mm -hmm. how he's played. He's been one of the most impactful players I have thought early on. Um, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't throw him up on the top line. I'm still an advocate for that as well. Um, but also with how Ryan Hartman's been playing, I again, I don't see the urgency. Yeah, right. But I maybe to change it up, see if it sparks something with Kirill and Zookie again. I don't know. But yeah, Marco Rossi has been fantastic early on this year, and I'm – I expect him to continue the trajectory he's on. I like that. Let's put the expectation there. That is my expectation. I imagine that's something that Bill Guerin has said, Dean Evson has said, like, we expect you to be this guy, right? Like, we mm-hmm. 100%, they need him to be this guy. Again, especially with these early season injuries, he needs to play that bigger role. And he's done really well in that, which is something that you can't help but smile to see. I mean, he's put mm-hmm. the effort in. Um we absolutely love to see it. So I, do we call it a redemption tour? Is it kind of, it's not a redemption, right? Because he, 
He just was very harshly criticized, not just by me, mind you. There were plenty of people saying he was a bust who might want to go delete those <laughs> tweets now. I looked. I don't have any ones that said he was a bust. I was never ready to use yeah. that word. But um, so is it a redemption? It's got to be at least a redeeming mm. season so far for Kar- or for I said Kirill, uh, for Marco. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm ready to call it a redemption tour just because last season – I think it became apparent very early on he needed more time. He mm-hmm. needed a year to just feel out the game more, coming back from the health obstacles he faced, and then just taking the season to train and put on the size that he has. Like I think that's been a huge factor this year for him. And so I'm hesitant to call it a redemption. I think he just needed more time. And I think even the wild fan base, from like what I had seen at least – people were just very hopeful for him and impatient. I think, because even last season, everyone, when the Wild was struggling, they're like, call up Rossi. Why is Rossi not up here? And I was kind of on board the whole time. Like, he just needs more time. I think I said that too. Mostly because, again, I I don't remember. We can find the receipts. I think you said he needed time too. It was just the start of this season. You were, you know, a little more. I went a little hard at our boy. You know, I went. A little bit. A little hard. Uh, but yes, shout out. Let us know what you guys think of Marco Rossi uh, so far this season. Let us know what you think of Kirill. This is a big, cur- heavy Kirill episode. Heavy criticism on Kirill, but he was wearing the A now, right? He is wearing that mm-hmm. A, which means he does need to step up. He really needs to take on that leadership role, which means you need to ex- have higher expectations for him, too. And nobody has higher expectations for themselves than Kirill Kaprizov, so I'm not mm-hmm. worried. Uh, another glimmer of good news, Matt Boldy expected to return to practice come Wednesday, as I mentioned in the first segment. Uh, team is off the next two days, then Wednesday, and then they host the Devils and then the Rangers this weekend as well. Um, do you think Bolds comes in and just reignites this fire that he had last year for that center? Do you think it's going to take him a minute to kind of re-engage with the squad? I mean, I hope he just picks up where he left right? off and just comes in a blazing. I think realistically, I don't want to say it would be unfair to expect that of him right away, but I mean, he is another forward on the team that with the contract he signed, there are bigger expectations. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's a player too that the team is just better when he's in the lineup. So he's going to make an impact regardless. I just don't know how big of a splash it's going to be when he returns to the ice. Yeah. No, I mean, excited to get him back. I think. I hate to say this, and I don't mean anything negative, but he is a bigger impact player than Jared Spurgeon. Like, I don't, I just, mm-hmm. which it sounds crazy. People, you guys can let me know your disagreements there. I just don't know. He, Spurge is the missing piece. And yes, we're so hard on the defense right now this year because they are playing terrible. And he's certainly going to help, but I don't think it's going to completely turn things around. I think there's too much of a hot mess down mm-hmm. uh, on the blue line to make that change. Whereas I think Boldy can really do something good here uh for the minnesota wild upon his return so let's see mm-hmm. and possibly freddie goodrose too again not sure what yeah. is up with him we'll find more out about that on wednesday all right as always we're going to conclude this week's episode with our favorite hockey moments of the week kirsten if you don't mind i'm gonna i'm gonna kick this one off i'm gonna kick this can please real quick. do please do uh our close friend of the pod, Con McDavid, returned to the ice to play in the Heritage Classic. Always love those games because there is such a nostalgia to it, right? From the gear, from the walk-ins, love all of that. Love the fun players are having. My favorite part was Con McDavid calling Nickelback like the greatest band in the world, and he felt confident saying that. So, cheers to that. I love it. Um, I, I, you know, little little unknown fact about me. I listen to Nickelback 
every time on my way home from the rink. It's just a thing I do. It's it's as consistent as Taco Bell used to be. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I feel better. Now that Comic David came out and said that, I feel better saying, hey, I like Nickelback. Please send me the receipts. I just... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Just, it should not surprise me. Khan is a Nickelback guy. Like it shouldn't surprise me, but for whatever reason, right now, like that is just like the whole like. It's something that should have been under my nose this whole time about Khan, because I feel like I'm very into the pop culture with McDavid. Like mm-hmm. the picture that lives rent free in my mind that I have saved in my phone for like a rainy day is the picture of McDavid with Machine Gun Kelly from the All Star Game a couple it's your years favorite ago. Picture, because it's just so awkward, and it's just for a guy who doesn't respectfully have much public personality <laughs> like he's just throwing all these random things out and it's <laughs> so funny to me i mean he's trying right like he's he's giving he? it a go i don't know i he's just such a he's he's a character in his own way right like he's just kind of a character what i would do to have a beer with mcdavid and just see Remember, what we covered this though we don't know about. that he's necessarily crushing beers i I didn't know he was listening to Nickelback either and thinking they're the greatest band of all time. Oh, so I take it you're you're not a Nickelback fan. No, I love I Nickelback, but mm. it's just the fact that McDavid likes Nickelback. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. What is your favorite hockey moment from this past week? I am going to be honest. I don't know if it's from this past week, but it was very recent. And it's not so much heartwarming as it just like made me roll on the floor laughing. (laughs) And it it was when Tyler Sagan had to show security. He actually played for the Dallas Stars in order to be let into the arena. That picture (laughs) was the funniest thing. That's my favorite (laughs) hockey moment. Like just humbling. And you know he did. He had some fun with it. Like some guys, I could see getting kind of pissed about it. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Like going all diva moment, and he just just smiled. The yep, this is me. Which also is kind of like what kind, was that? It was at American Airlines though, too, wasn't it? It was like his home I think rink. So. What is he doing going so. through the regular entrance? He wasn't. It was like the lower arena rent a rent entrance. Oh man. What a mess. I know. Like, it, it makes it even funnier. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's just, like, holding up, like, his identification and, like, cheese in, like, it's a first day of school photo. Like, I don't know. I thought that was so good. Ah, oh, Tyler Sagan. So We love Tyler Sagan. We love Tyler Sagan on this pod. Uh, we love all of you, as always, for checking us out each and every week. Thank you to everybody who uh, submitted themselves to our contest throughout the week. Hopefully you enjoy your prize packs. Shout out to Jim Beam for that. Uh, Soda Stick as well as um elsie's aka talk north for giving helping us with some giveaways some good stuff you guys are awesome here we are 201 we're moving on down the road next stop 500 that's going to be the next one i'm excited about kirsten is 500 i think why not 300 i don't know we're just going to skip we're just over gonna the next 100 100 episode like, milestone i think 500 is the next big milestone you know now that we've uh, we've shown to ourselves that we can do it in groups of 100 like the, we're capable that 500 is going to be a big one Okay, we can celebrate 300. 300 too. We will probably. I mean, I would I would hope so. <laughs> probably get there. We'll probably get there. Uh, as always, thank you to everyone. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. Uh, in addition to the sponsors I just mentioned, shout out to Livia, shout out to Royal Credit Union as well, um, and shout out to Greenbelt. We've got another live show coming up November 9th. Uh, stay tuned for our social media channels for more information on that. Until then, happy Halloween. 
Let us know what you're wearing. I would love to see some hockey-related costumes. If you guys got Ooh. it out there, right? Let's get Is there any, like, hockey power couple? Because I've seen a lot of Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. I've seen yes, Christine yes. McCaffrey, Olivia Culpo. I'm sure there's an Alex Earl, Braxton Barrios costume. Are there, like, any hockey power couples? Um, you could Alicia do that Alicia Cuthbert and uh, she married to Phaneuf, Dion Phaneuf. I, that's way before your time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you know who any of those people are? Nope. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Bring back the I'm Northwest just... Division. Uh, Dion Phaneuf played for the Calgary Flames for the longest time, among other teams. And Alicia Cuthbert is the girl next door. Do you know that movie? Yes, I do. Okay, she's the blonde in that movie. So she's okay. in some other things. But the funny story about that is not funny. It's actually incredibly inappropriate, but it made big news is apparently Sean Avery dated Alicia Cuthbert before Dion Phaneuf did. And then Sean Avery went on camera and told all the media people that Dion Phaneuf got his sloppy seconds. Oh. Yeah. That classic, tracks. Classic Avery. Uh, I, <laughs> it was a wild time back then. That was, that was yeah, that was a wild, wild thing to say. So, uh, as always, have a great Halloween, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye.